Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Throne and Home podcast. We're glad to be back with you. Yeah, thank you guys for joining us. This is episode five. Right. Yeah, we've had a lot happening this month, a lot of exciting things. You got back from a trip to Phoenix. Yeah, and you went on your missions trip yeah. to Tijuana, Mexico. Even our kids have been taking some trips and have a lot of, uh, you know, band, theater, um, lots of fun experiences. And yeah. so we have a lot to share. Yeah, and we're in the middle of like navigating our parenting as one of ours goes out of the city for the first yes, time. Yes, mommy's having a real rough time. Yeah, um, our, it's one thing when you know they go out and they're with grandma, or you know, you know where they are, they're safe, and you don't need to worry about it. Jude is a great kid, so I have nothing to worry about. But there's that sense of realizing, wow, he's getting older, yeah. and he's going to start adventuring out more. And wow, my prayer. My prayer life is probably going to increase. Yeah, much. <laughs> I mean he's 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 on a tr school trip. Yeah, they're they're going to something they call Fest Fest because he's into theater and you know it's a bunch of workshops. He got to meet one of his yeah. uh, like I don't know if he, heroes is the right word. Yeah, but voiceover he, actor, voiceover actor, for yeah, anime. Yeah, um, he's really into that, and so. Yeah. yeah, super excited. But he is definitely full on preteen where you. He's not preteen. He's a teenager. He's a teenager. That's right. He's 14. That's right. He just turned 14. And but yeah. Yeah. He's he's like you text him and he doesn't text back. And so just. Or like what's with the like two letter replies like yeah. L-Y or I-D-K. Oh. And I know this is this is not, nothing new, but I'm. I had to text him back and be like, but I'm going to need a longer sentence. I sent him I sent him a whole message yesterday morning about how I missed him and hope he's having fun and I love you. And yes, got the L-Y, LY. back. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. But yeah, so we're, we're, we've been having a fun, fun couple of weeks getting ready for Thanksgiving. Yes. Which is one of my favorites. You it's know, Christmas practice. It's Christmas. I, yeah, I like how you call it Christmas practice. So here's the thing. Yeah. I love the concept of Thanksgiving and the idea of showing gratitude yeah. and the heart behind Thanksgiving, not necessarily the historical, but the the concept of this is our time to be thankful and right. show gratitude. And the intentionality and of the it. The intentionality yeah. of it. I actually love that. Yeah, totally. Um but by this point, I am already in Christmas mode. And so for me, this is almost a stumbling block in Christmas. <laughs> for well, me, it is October 31st, November 1st, Christmas, right. Thanksgiving, Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the good thing is some of the local radio stations have switched their format yes. to all Christmas music. So we, we're, we're, we're almost we're almost there, <laughs> but we've got to get through Thanksgiving first and then... Christmas explosion begins to yes, happen. Yes, well, I am ready here. for it. I am already in preparation, and I just feel like we need a little Christmas. Yeah. And lots going there, on I in the there's, world. There's a song about that, <laughs> something yes. about needing a little Christmas. I, you should write that. Definitely. I think it's already <laughs> been written. But, yeah, I think that we're just in a place in the world where I'm like, you know what? We can always use yeah. More joy. I love that. And we'll probably talk about this again. Oh, for sure. Um, in an upcoming episode closer to Christmas. But I love starting early because what better way? Like Christmas songs playing in stores and declaring like worship. And yeah. Yeah. these songs that you're like, what other time can you just 
walk around and in in stores are playing glory to the newborn king oh absolutely yeah um, let every heart prepare a room and so i'm like come on let's prophesy (laughs) yeah but as we approach christmas yes we have to get through the thanksgiving and pre-christmas prep so we're excited about that we've got family coming in from out of state and so it's just going to be a great time time. yeah Mm -hmm. but just looking back on the last three weeks for us i mean i feel like god's done just so much and i know that it was our heart to just sort of share just from that place of our our experiences over the last couple of weeks. And so yeah. you got to go off to Phoenix, um, Arizona for a special event with Patricia King. What was that like for you? Yeah, it was awesome. It was really, um, I think, a beautiful time to reset. I've never been to Arizona And so, and you went by yourself. I went by myself, rented a car, drove through the desert by myself um, at night or like (laughs) dusk. And (laughs) I texted you on my way in, realizing, oh snap, this is a little scary. If (laughs) something happens to the car or whatever, like I don't know what to do. Um, It turned out that I ran into a bunch of traffic. So there were people around. We were safe, but it was gorgeous. Um, got to spend just a few days with Patricia King. Julie Meyer was there. Yeah. Um, many um, amazing leaders, powerful leaders um, that are um, stewarding revival and just spending time going after the deep things of right. God, um, getting to grow. I had never sat in with Patricia in that way. Right. Um, I've seen her at conferences and obviously on her resources and books to glean from what she carries and realizing there's so much of what I carry that I could see just like a mama where yeah. I was like, wow, I've, I've, I've had people tell me like, Oh, you remind me of Patricia. And I didn't know what that meant. And right. um, Patricia is so heavenly minded in how she wants to see the love of Jesus manifested on the earth and the glory of God manifested in the earth, but also how she just explained a lot of practical things on how to do that, right? how to steward it. Even some things that as leaders, we need to remember um, how to keep ourselves healed up, mm-hmm. how to go after root issues so that we can carry the glory of God. Right. To not allow the things that we are all human. We are, we are, even born with things. And as we accept Jesus, yes, there are still things within us that he wants us to go after. Um, In our process of knowing him more, he reveals more. Yeah. And I loved how she was calling us as leaders to a higher standard, but so that we can release the glory of God, so that we can keep the testimony of Jesus clear, clear and, um, seen in purity. Yeah. Um, and I carry a high value for purity and a high value for integrity and character. And so we talked a lot about that. And so I loved being able to talk about the deep things of the Lord, but then also talk about the, those things that I care very deeply about because I would love to see these next generations coming, not have to deal Absolutely. with what, um, we have seen in the past and no judgment, but as revelation comes, we are now responsible right. for that revelation. Yeah, totally. And I'm really grateful for it. Yeah. 
Um, and there were so many things just being in that atmosphere that happened in my heart that I don't even, I can't articulate right now. Right. Um, so that was a great time. And just to have a few days away um, with the Lord, um, I read a lot and listened to books a lot and just, yeah. What would you good. say, what would you say was the biggest takeaway if you could articulate that? I think the biggest takeaway I had was feeling seen by the Lord in that he was connecting me with somebody with a very like call. Yeah. I'm, I don't think I'm there yet. Right, um, right. Patricia obviously <laughs> does so many things, but it was in a sense pulling me into more. Even in, there was a lot that happened in just affirming my prophetic gift yeah. um, separately in what I do in this season. Um, so I would say that was probably my biggest takeaway. Yeah, I love you're a deep person and the fact that you were able to go deep in that short a period of time, I, I know that that just hits you so good for you and things. And so I know I was super excited when you came home just to hear hear everything and you're still processing, so that's really good. Yeah. And so um as I touched down in Austin on that trip, we whirlwind had right. probably less than 24 hours mm -hmm. together as a family. And then we were getting you ready, pre preparing to send you off to Tijuana, which yeah. I loved the preparation. I definitely want to go on that trip next time, but loved preparing, just grabbing all the hats and gloves and well, let me tell, things let me, to send. Let me share a little bit about what the preparation yeah. was for. So I went with Georgian Banoff and Global Celebration and Georgian's been a friend of ours, yeah. personal friend of ours for years and years. And, and so to be able to go on a trip with him anywhere is always going to be fun. But what they do specifically for this trip is we go into a garbage dump, like a legitimate landfill where there's a village and a community of about 200 people that live there. And we, we put on a full wedding feast and banquet and provide food and clothing, but we end with a wedding celebration where we actually perform mm -hmm. weddings. And so on this trip, we got to perform 25 weddings. But the preparation part is we provide wedding dresses, makeup, yeah. uh, suits, shirts, ties, shoes, like even China. Uh, so the banquet part, we, you know, Winnie Banoff, she's super like, doing everything with excellence and like, no, yeah. we want to honor these people. And so people would have shipped to this mission base that we were launching out of like fine China. And so we would serve people mm -hmm. on fine China. That. Then they get to go home and keep it right. And silverware and all of those things, because, you know, these people literally live in the dumps. And, uh, if you want to catch some pictures of that, yeah. you can go to our throne at home Instagram and see some of the pictures that I took while, while we were there. But the preparation was we're preparing for a wedding. Yeah. One of the things I, I got to go on, a missions trip with them right um, right after we got engaged mm -hmm. and the really cool story with that is we ended up um, coming upon a wedding it right. wasn't the same where there was many it was just a, a couple actually a pastor's son and a young lady that we were at the wedding and we kind of show up to this moment and when he was officiating 
and they get to the part of the rings and there are no rings. Right. And I had purchased a stand-in ring um, because I had just got engaged and didn't want to bring my big old rock <laughs> right. overseas. It just didn't feel like the right thing to do at the moment, but it was actually the Lord preparing for these people. Right. And um, another pastor's wife gave her her wedding ring. Right. To this new couple. That's to this married. new couple, to the bride and the ring that I had purchased to wear as a stand in. Um, I gave my ring and it went to the pastor's son. And so I felt like that was yeah. really significant. And we even got to go years later. Um, yeah, we went I, on that same we went trip on that together. Same trip, um, together and went back to that village. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we got to connect with them, but it was really beautiful moment. So fast forward 15 plus years later and being involved in those weddings, um, in that way, um, what I've loved on those trips is that to see the transformation, because 15 years ago when I went on those trips, um, we would go to the garbage dumps. When we went back several years later, those communities were transformed. Oh, absolutely. And so what, in bringing the love of Jesus and bringing value and calling the, calling who they are up, but then just seeing the transformation happening, they, it didn't look like garbage dumps anymore. No. The cities were fortified. Totally. There was this building up of people through the process of the years of, of ministering to them where you could see the transformation physically right. see the transformation. And now the garbage dump was outside of their, their city. And it was a very small thing where it had changed that mm-hmm. re- it was truly that beauty from ashes. Right. And, and what you're talking about is where you, you went first and then eventually I went with you on a separate trip to Bulgaria yeah. and we were in a gypsy community in Kazanlok. Um, and so that trip has been going on for years. Yeah. So to be able to see the change, the trip that I just got back from yeah. to Tijuana, um, they've only been doing that trip for, for, I think I want to say six, seven years, not yeah. as long as they've been doing the trips to Bulgaria. Um, and so there has been some change, but on this trip too, you mentioned the wedding rings. We, we also brought, yeah. uh, 50 uh, or 25 pairs, so 50 rings yeah. for the brides and the grooms. And I, I mean, all done up, you know, walking down the aisle, I, I got to perform to yeah. uh, and officiate two weddings. And uh, so it was really good. But you talk about the transformation piece. I experienced something there that was super transformative, but in a very supernatural, mystical almost mm-hmm. kind of encounter. And so I, I went and you know, obviously we're boots on the ground, we're, we're serving people, we're cleaning things up and just doing all sorts of things. But one of my main jobs was to translate for Georgian, but also to lead worship. And so here's Georgian and I, and if you're unfamiliar with Georgian Banoff, you know, he's got a great musical anointing as well as just the joy anointing. Mm-hmm. You know, he plays his violin. And so I'm, I'm playing my guitar in this garbage dump and Georgian's playing and the first day, it, it was, let's just say it wasn't the most pleasant, natural experience because you're standing in a landfill. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just started to worship and play. And, and the people of the village just started to gather around us. And there was this moment where um, you could hear people singing in worship. 
And for me, and I don't know if anyone else caught this, but I know for me, my experience was the atmosphere shifted so radically that I could no longer smell the smell of the landfill. But I started to smell things like like lavender and 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 um, clove and cinnamon and citrus. And it just this beautiful perfume in the air. And it was almost the the only language I have for it was it was heaven touching earth in this place. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, I'm excited for future trips there to see how that continues to to progress. Um, And really, for me, it was the scripture where Jesus tells his disciples and he's saying, if you've done this until the least of these, you've done this for me. And so, you know, we're talking about the poorest of poor. There were infants living in this, in these conditions. And every person I came into contact with, it was as if though I was given new eyes and I, I had never thought of it this way till this very moment. It was as if though I had been given new eyes to see someone as if they were Jesus. And so with every bag of food we handed out, with every with every tie that I tied as we were helping the grooms get ready, right? It was, uh, this is Jesus standing in front of me. I'm doing this for Jesus. Yeah. And it, for me, I know I went to give so much more, but in that sense, I felt like I got so much you know, in my encounter with the Lord that, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, I'm still even a week and a half out because it's only been a week since I got back, but right. processing all that God did in that. Yeah. As you were talking, I, I was kind of thinking and trying to encapsulate, I think what's even happened over these trips and even with you and I in the seasons previous to right where we've been and i was thinking about the phoenix mm-hmm. and um and you're talking about the phoenix itself yeah not the, the phoenix city. the word right. the symbol yeah. right but relating to the city um before my trip since the beginning of the summer i kept seeing phoenix 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 our middle son's middle name is phoenix yeah and had the sense of even going on my trip what the lord was wanting to do and as you were talking, I was reminded of the Phoenix actually means, you know, out of ashes rises to victory. And I yeah. was looking at the beauty from ashes. Mm-hmm. And in the previous seasons that might have been difficult or hard or the things that might not have been beautiful or glamorous that the Lord was rebuilding yeah. and has been rebuilding. Um, even how we view certain things, you know, in our daily lives, giving perspective, even watching people like the poorest of the poor. And this is for everybody right now that, you know, what, whatever season you are in, the Lord always gives beauty for ashes that he always restores, that he always rebuilds. And I think in the timing of this being November, even what, what God has done for us in a year, right. Um, things that can be really hard and really difficult and that could feel like the end, that there is always a a rebirth in the Lord. I was writing a song this week, actually, with a friend of mine, Stacy, and the theme of the song is that we're invited into the wilderness. Like, and in the wilderness, you find treasure. Right. You find beauty. Like, 
there's the scripture where he says he brings you into the wilderness um, to restore you, um, to give you hope. And I think that there's beautiful thing happening, not just in what we've experienced, but I think for people in general where the Lord is bringing restoration, he's giving beauty for ashes. Yeah, and uh, as you're saying that, I'm reminded of the story of the children of Israel at the place called Mara, mm-hmm. where it was in the wilderness he made the bitter water sweet. Yeah, you know, and sometimes we can feel like we're in those places, but it's in that place that he wants to make the bitter water sweet. Yeah, and so that that just speaks to me so so much what you're saying. Yeah, and I think he's going to rebuild in such yeah. a new way. And I kept thinking at the beginning of this podcast, the scripture where it says, um, see, I'm doing a new, new thing. <laughs> I was thinking of that yeah, scripture too. That, yeah. Do you not perceive it? You know, it's something right. we haven't seen before. And I think that there is truly in this next season, believing for something that we haven't seen yet yeah. and not to compare it to what we've seen before, right. like to truly lean into the Lord you know, the scripture, Song of Songs, I believe it's 8-5, where it says, you know, who is this coming up from the wilderness, mm-hmm. leaning on her beloved. The whole point is that we come up leaning. Right. The whole point is that we become dependent. The the parts where, you know, even going into those poor places, and even what I didn't know is that Patricia actually had a mission in Tijuana as well. Yeah. And the stories that she shared while I was there with her, in preparation really opened my heart to a new way of thinking as we step out even in ministry and as we step out in our faith journey with the Lord, one knowing that he's provider and he's always going to take care of us, that he is always good and does good things. Yeah. And kind of, she was talking about like we had nothing like in the mission field and Tijuana, she was like, we were the happiest we ever were. Yeah. And even as we rely on the Lord in different seasons, it's been a hard year for a lot of people financially. Yeah. To not be our own savior and provider. Mm-hmm. To really lean into the Lord as our source and our provider. And in the wilderness season, that's what he does. Is yeah. he, a lot of times we, we speak very negatively on the wilderness. We speak very neg- negatively about desert seasons, but that's actually his goodness. Yeah. His voice and what he chooses to do in the wilderness brings beauty, right. brings dependency, right. brings us into deeper intimacy and the transformation of what he's wanting to do in us takes place really in that we come up different. Yeah. We come up <laughs> You know, just like baptism, we come up Mm -hmm. different in the wilderness seasons and in the hard things. Like, I think I came back from Phoenix. You came back from Tijuana different. Yeah. Oh, we've come out of this year different. Yeah. And I think I think not only have we even as we talk about thrown in home. Right. And so our family, our kids like because, you know, our it was two-week process where we're traveling. You're traveling, I'm traveling, but, you know, there was always one of us at home with the kids, but 
even bringing them to a place of understanding of what, what we're doing. And so I, I had a conversation with Elijah, our, our middle son, um, as, as we were getting ready to, as I was getting ready to go. And he was like, dad, why do you have to go? Mm -hmm. And just pre-explaining to him what we were going to do, you know, and, and kids, especially, I mean, they were children who live in these places, infants. And I said, by you letting me be able to go, you're helping to reach these kids. And then coming home, and first off, I was surprised. There were, there was, eight, no, six children on this mission trip, which ended up being a tremendous blessing because as we're ministering to the adults, they're playing tag and basketball or or sitting down coloring books, balloon animals with other children. Um, And the children, their needs were even met. And so coming home to share that with the kids and to see how even in their part, they were helping to do those things over there, help bring that sense. And, and now to be able to instill in them the gratitude and, hey, things could be difficult for us, but God is still doing something in our family or in our lives. I, I just, I felt like it was a great opportunity to incorporate them into the process as well. Yeah. So while you were even on the missions trip, um, our church but our city you right went on a 10-day prayer strike um, yep. prayer and worship with churches all over the city and what i wanted to bring up about that is many many families brought their kids i brought my kids mm-hmm. and, you know it was kind of south and so it was kind of hard to get there every night um but many of you have heard the story about the dream that brought us to austin right. and the prophetic words and there were many times in the 10 days where that was very much highlighted. And so even when we were talking about resurrection, even in the last 10 years in the season where there had been hard times, you know, COVID and the different things that had happened and the spiritual atmosphere over this city, it was a beautiful thing to begin to see those promises, not just you and I, because many of you remember I talked about me going to the Penfield Water Tower and just right. reminding the Lord. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Lord, what do you want to do? And in the, the process of that time, um, puts on Dean Briggs, who doesn't even live here, right. his heart to come and partner with the promises and revival over Austin. Many people came yeah. from, from other places to begin to help us till the ground and dig that well again. Right. And I think about Lord, okay, I can see it. Like your promises are true and they're faithful and you will bring other people to help in the process of when you say something like you're going to make it happen. And so to even see, you know, you got to share your dream again and to begin to declare and prophesy again over our city. And I think about, you know, the story about the dry bones the army of dry bones and right. declaring, what do you see, you know, yeah. over it and to declare that, yes, these bones can live. Yes, Lord, your promises are true. And Lord, what may seem like a desolate wilderness or a desolate place, we're going to declare life and right. declare 
that something mighty and powerful is going to happen. Well, it's it's always going back to remember what the Lord said. Yeah. I mean, you, you you can look at just about any any person in Scripture. You know, the Lord would always remind them, "This is what I said." I said this here, so then go do this. I said this here, go do this. And I think there's just so much power in that remembrance of, well, what what was it the Lord said, right? Um, I, I think of Joshua when he made the sun stand still. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he didn't make that declaration, oh, sun stand still, because he was trying to do something. The, the word the Lord had said was, before this day ends, I'll take care of the enemy. And Joshua's looking at the sun going down, knowing this day is about to end, but this is what you said. So, sun, stand still, and it stops. So much power in declaration, and I just wanted to highlight, um, as those that are listening, to be invited into the process with this, that there have been many words very recently that talk about the power of our words, the power Mm -hmm. of what we're declaring right now. You know, the Lord created with his word. Right. All of creation. And there may be times and seasons of grace, maybe where, but there is a highlight right now on being careful. Right. How we shape and speak, how we form what we say. And it does come from an inner heart posture but our declarations are really important. Oh, so absolutely. invite, you know, whatever your circumstances are, you know, over our city, over the political government, over what's happening in over things. Your family. Yeah, over your family. But what's happening in things, be really careful with what you're saying. Yeah. Stop and ask yourself, is this is what is this what the Lord says? Oh, absolutely. Not shaped with what you've seen the Lord do in the past or what you think should be happening, but is this what the Lord is saying and doing I'm learning even in my process prophetically not assuming that I know when I when the Lord reveals something to me to not just stop there but to ask more right. questions yeah ask more questions and be careful with what I say yeah because we're responsible and it is our privilege yeah um, and shifting into you know our next episode we'll talk more about gratitude and Thanksgiving yeah but just as we end this time and as we move move forward, like we have the opportunity to speak life. Yeah. We have the opportunity to bring life with our words. Um, just as in our actions and the things that we've experienced this la- last month, talking about beauty for ashes, like it's our commission. Yeah. You know, the scripture that we were talking about that we got as a prophetic word before you went on that trip, um, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon oh, me, yeah. anointed me to bring, you know, good news. Right. You know, um, bind up the brokenhearted, declare freedom to the captives. You know, I think I think the power of declaration is just so important. Proverbs says that the power of death and life is in the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. It's more than just the power of positive yeah. speaking. It's it's. There is, our words create atmospheres. Our words, you know, just as much as the enemy is looking to partner with our declaration, the Lord is even looking more 
to partner with what we're declaring. And I loved how you put that. What is the Lord saying and declare that? That's the true definition of of intercession and even prophetic intercession. It's not praying earth to heaven, it's praying heaven to earth. So to be clear in knowing this is what you said, and this is what I am partnering my declaration with, to speak that out, you, you create change, you create atmosphere, you create the things that you're wanting to see. Yeah happen. And so I think I think that's just so huge in in whatever season you may find yourself in uh, during this time that just, what is the Lord saying and speak that out. Yeah. It's almost like that what is it? double-sided coin. Like there's always going to be an opportunity to see what is. Mm-hmm. There can be a negative aspect. Totally. But it's like, yeah, this is actually this is what's happening. Right. Always ascend to say, "Okay, Lord, like you're also doing something. What is that? And that's what you speak. It's so. Jesus going in and everyone's crying because a little girl's dead. And he's like, she's asleep. Yeah. Right. It's he was speaking what the father was speaking. He was saying what the father was saying, seeing what the father was seeing and then speaking that out. Yeah. You know, Yeah. because if she's dead, she doesn't come back. If she's asleep, she can be woken up. Yeah. You know, and so, um, yeah, it's just. We're still processing the last couple of weeks. There's just so much that we yeah, know that God but has I been But I kind of wanted to leave everyone with a challenge. Yeah. Um, I do this regularly. And Absolutely. as we're moving into Thanksgiving, um, I just want to challenge those of you. Sometimes it can be simple things that we do to show gratitude to speak gratitude, like pick up your phone and just text some friends and let them know what they mean to you, your parents, your grandparents, um, your pastors, leaders, people that have meant a lot to you, you know, just practice gratitude, practice speaking Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, if there's an atmosphere where you notice your kids complain a lot or, you know, like, no, like let's shift the atmosphere and begin to speak, um, Thanksgiving, speak positively, um, and rehearse promises that yeah. the Lord has given us. Yeah. And and I just, I love that Thanksgiving aspect. So yeah. that's a great challenge. I know I got to practice that myself sometimes. <laughs> so I appreciate the reminder. Well, we are thankful yeah. for all of you. And hopefully our next podcast, we'll get to share a little bit more about that. Yeah. Because Thanksgiving's on its way. Yeah. Stretchy pants all around. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah.